0: Welcome everybody to another episode of Topic Thunder. Here on the top 10 show. You know, we do this uh, show for the patrons. You all uh, send in your topics. Matt and I answer them. And this is for the $5 and above patrons. So if you're listening to us and you're not a patron, this is how you get involved. Go and sign up at the $5 level to support the top show, Top 10 show or above, $5 or above. You know, we're open to all yeah. the tiers there. Uh, and this is part of your perks. You get to send in questions uh, that you want to hear Matt and I talk about. And we talk about them on the show uh, and have a great time doing it. Right, Matt?
1: Yeah, and join us over at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 to jump in and take advantage of, uh, you know, the benefit that we're offering. But I say we go ahead and start this bad boy. Let's way. do it. Go ahead. Whatever you guys send in. So uh, we don't know what they are beforehand, and we're pretty much willing to discuss whatever. So send yeah. uh, first one is from uh, our boy Joe Abara. Joe Abara, And he says, hey, chaps, a small quick question for you guys to sink your teeth in. If you could pick any celebrity, athlete, musician, etc., as a guest for a top ten show, who would it be? I would love for Quentin Tarantino to come on and list his top ten comedies. To hear that crazy genius flap his gums for four hours on his comedy taste would be must hear entertainment. Also, who wouldn't want to hear Martin Scorsese's top ten comic book movies? Wow, great question! Clearly,
0: Joe Barra. Who would you have? Jesus. Do I try and like pick one of each. Like one, celeb- one celebrity, one, one athlete. Celeb- one okay. athlete, one musician. And if you can think of another category, go for it. But a celebrity can be anybody, right? can be any yeah. famous can person. can be anybody. All right. Just because I want to get the most clicks possible, I would uh, take Harrison Ford to count down his top 10 Star Wars movies. There's no way that he doesn't have something uh, controversial or uh, old man yelling at the young kids thing to say about all these movies and I bet he's let a few stories slip out during the countdown. So that's my first choice. What about you? See, I would imagine he wouldn't agree to it because he hasn't seen 10. Well, this is a fantasy thing, isn't it?
1: It's true. But it, yeah, it, I'm not going to, you know. I don't know. Uh, go ahead and pick from any one of these six. I haven't seen them. And you're like, okay. <laughs> Which would be perfect. That would be perfect. It would be perfect. But I'm just saying, you are getting someone who is not phoned in.
0: No. Uh-huh. And I'd be like, "Why haven't you seen them? What's your problem with it? Why won't you go watch them?" And they'd be that'd be the conversation from there. Okay. What do you got?
1: Maybe sit down with like the Coens and discuss theirs, although they don't have ten,
0: right? Well, do they have to discuss theirs? Because I mean, like, uh, he, what he proposes is uh, Quentin talking about comedies, and Quentin That's rarely true. does comedies, and Scorsese comic book movies because he he didn't call them because he calls them not cinema. So,
1: yeah, do. I can do comedies with, a, you know, comedies that influenced your kind of artistic vision. Yeah. Uh, That'd be a good one. All right. That's my celebrity random.
0: (laughs) Athlete, go. Uh, Athlete. (sighs) That's tough. That's tough. Who's a personable athlete that you'd want to listen to deliver something? Man, I don't know. I mean... I don't know. Is there an athlete that I follow anymore? Um, I mean, Tom Brady could be fun. Uh, Tom Brady doing his top 10 romantic comedies. I bet a lot of ladies will listen to that. So once again, I'd get some clicks. So uh, And dudes would be curious to hear what Tom thinks about romantic comedies. And if he has 10, I think that'd be kind of fun. Uh,
1: Okay. Uh, Maybe get a peek behind the curtain getting who Tom Brady is. Yeah, Uh, I think I do like top ten enforcer movies and have Kevin Garnett.
0: Oh, nice, good choice. Just have him,
1: yeah. Or you know, which which of these because he does not mind telling stories now of back in his day and stuff like that. Right. Uh, Like there was the clip floating around of the first time he went up against MJ, just talking too much trash. Was Isaiah Ryder had to clean up his mess and they got torched. (laughs) Uh, But. You know, he's affable, he's likable, but he does still carry that Kevin Garnett, like, this is my house type of persona.
0: Oh, yeah, totally. All right, musician. That's, I mean, like, still alive? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I don't. You got somebody? I think I take uh, uh, Jack White. Oh, nice choice.
1: Because I don't find... His interestingness, fake or pretentious, I feel mm-hmm. honest and lived in. Yeah. So whatever topic we pick, it would just be a completely different perspective than how I would view potentially. But he's got an eclectic sense of being, it seems almost. It feels yeah, a he does.
0: He's an interesting cat. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Um, I think, okay, here's what I'll say. And I'm being completely transparent on this. Uh, I would choose Liz Fair to count down her top 10 favorite movies, I don't give a shit what genre it is, her top 10 favorite movies, just to be in the same studio with Liz Fair, just to be near Liz Fair, who I have a massive crush on for quite some time. Uh, And I always think she has a great badass energy, uh, but still a very overtly powerful, strong sexuality. So just to be in the room with her would uh, be one of the biggest challenges of my life because I'd be stumbling over my words, uh, you know, constantly constantly uh because she probably seems like a really cool chick uh, or a person rather i don't want to say chick but person and seems like a someone who probably watches a lot of movies and would have some interesting takes on those movies because she's never short of an opinion uh not in a negative way uh, i think very much so in a positive way so that would be my choice cheating a what little bit.
1: what singer so fantasy once again yeah just sings to you no band nothing else Whatever the song is, I don't care. It could be yeah. favorite, it can be your favorite song in the entire world. But whose pipes you just want to hear that close. Like, it's just you and the other individual. You just get to experience the voice in and of
0: itself. Wow. That's a damn good question, dude.
1: I have mine because that's what sparked the thought of it.
0: Okay. Uh, well, why don't you go first? Let me think about it. What, what's okay. your answer?
1: I've always been awestruck by Adele's voice. Oh, yeah. It has, Great choice. yeah. Well, it just got. It has volume and it's mm-hmm. effortless. So to to be in a small little thing and she just sings it. I don't care what it is. Yeah, uh, I just want to feel the power of that in person because it translates across television and mm-hmm. headphones and everything else. That I can only imagine what that energy is like up close and personal. Yeah, yeah. Catherine, found, I, her new song was coming out. What is that? A year and a half ago, two years mm-hmm. ago, mm-hmm. coming out. And I was actually like, oh, I can't wait to hear that. And Catherine was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) And we had a discussion. She has no opinion. I think Adele is, that voice is an international treasure. Yeah. Like it is singular. It is unique. It is generational to me just here. It's like Whitney Houston. Yeah. I would love to have been done that if she, you know, had she not passed, she might have been number one, probably actually
0: my number one. I tell tell you this, this is a great choice, actually. It's a great question, actually. Uh, And you made some great choices here, Matt, because um, the thing with her that's so incredible about Adele is that if you watch that carpool karaoke with her and James Corden, like when she does her regular voice, she's just like a cockney girl on the street. And then when she starts singing, and then when she starts singing, you're like, what in the fuck? Like it's incredible to know that that voice with such training, such technique, such power, it comes out of when it's not singing, it's this other girl that you would see at an arcade in Britain just hanging out having a beer with fish She's, and chips. Yeah. It's my started out
1: on in coffee shops and in jazz yeah and
0: that. Right.
1: Uh and it's just crazy. I can't even fathom what that was like to see. Can you imagine if you saw her on her first open mic? Right.
0: Yeah. Because He's it's like, not
1: like it she had to grow into that voice. She's had yeah. that voice.
0: Right. Exactly. And I
1: don't know where this unassuming, I'm assuming probably a little bit shy girl goes up. It just crushes.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So and you're like, you're you don't you don't belong here.
0: This <laughs> is too, too just, small for you, too small for you.
1: It's just your talent. <laughs> you know, this gets
0: me out of the house. Multi-million dollar career for you. So you need to go away. Have you seen her new picture? She dropped a couple of days ago. No. She's she's lost 70 pounds. Oh wow. She looks thinner than she looks like Sarah Paulson. People were saying that she looked like Sarah Paulson's sister. She is that thin. Like she is r- like rail thin. Go and take a look at that picture. Apparently she went on a kind of a workout diet after her breakup and she's gotten down to 70 pounds, kind of mind blowing to see uh, what she looks like uh, now, you know, not there's anything wrong with how she looked like before. Cause I thought she was just a woman, man. I, I appreciated the pipes coming out of that, but now she's like this really thin, thin thing. So yeah. we'll see how that, I don't want her to yo-yo like Luther Vandross. Cause that's what gave him the heart attack. You don't want exactly to have that.
1: unhealthy for you.
0: It, is, it I, is. I
1: mean, either way, I hope, Whoever that is, is is happy and healthy because right some people can carry the extra weight and it actually does you know a minimal amount of damage to the body overall right right but we're all damaging our bodies in some way you know shape or form so aren't we all yeah um,
0: yeah I, I would say you know it's crazy I would say Sam cook, Sam cook okay. is like is my favorite singer ever ever even Sinatra. I have to go with Sam Cooke. There's just something about Sam's voice that whenever I listen to him, I just go, man. And I've got a couple of live CDs of him singing. And I'm just, what would it be like to sit there in front row and watch that man work a crowd, work his songs? Uh, Because he has that, he has a deceptive power to his voice amidst the poppy type songs that he sings. But when you hear his gospel music, which is how he got into going into pop, uh, which I can't remember the group he was in, uh, when you buy the best of Sam Cooke, there are two or three songs they've thrown in from the gospel years, like Touch the Hem of His Garment. And you're like, holy shit, this guy has such range, such power uh, to have seen him in person uh, yeah. sitting down would have been incredible in the front row. I don't know, Elvis, is, Elvis would be fun, too, in his prime. But I think Sam just has something to his voice that's always going to subjectively appeal to me.
1: Uh, two years ago, so down in Fullerton with Pete's mm. There's a local theater and they do different productions throughout the year. One of their mainstays that was going away more than likely after this year Mm -hmm. uh, or the the year that I last year, two years ago, when I saw it like that may have been the final performance because the guy that plays Elvis, he does the 68 comeback in black leather. Oh, yeah. But there's a backing band. Right. And they gave Catherine and her sister free tickets for, you know, all four of us, her boyfriend and myself. Right. And she asked me, she's like, do you want to go? And I was like, sure. Why not? So they gave us as close as seats as you could possibly get. So we were just on stage left. It was, you know, a stage that was 12 feet long, but like right. six feet wide. It just came, the audience was around it, like four or five rows around it, and then went deeper straight back. Yeah. We were on the front at the corner-ish. Uh, if you're on stage, it's stage right, right up there near the corner. Yeah. So he kept turning his ass in his black leather jumpsuit, and it was feet from my face. Feet. <laughs> And you were tell he was not happy about having that there was a number of guys a little too close, <laughs> and the band was actually excellent. <laughs> he wasn't bad or anything, and it didn't happen all the time. He tried to limit it, but there were uh, times. he was feeling the song and starts dancing. Like, Your crotch is two and a half feet from my face,
0: man. Say, man. Nah, Look You looking at my ass, man? You looking at my ass? Uh, that's funny, dude. I love that. Oh. <laughs> The things you do for love, man. That's uh, true. Very true. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, uh, what's the, oh, oh, yeah. Thank we... you, Joe Barr Thank so hey, you, Joe. Pretty, yeah. Good question. It got us off on a nice little tangent. Thank yeah, you. yeah. But I will say this, Joe, I had to take down your post that you posted about Matt that making fart noises or shit noises while he took off at the last episode. I, those posts do not need to be on the top 10 Facebook group. So keep it mm-hmm. chill. Keep it civil. I'll say that now. I'm the one that took it down because I thought it was untoward. Uh, all right. Anyway, Willie Logie is our next one. Willie Logie. Hey, man, John. Thanks for all this great lockdown content. I've been trying to keep up, but I've been busier than usual, working from home and watching my kids while my wife works at our local hospital. Hey, shout out to your yeah. wife, Willie. Yeah. Tell her, yeah. Uh, tell her thank you for being on the front lines. It's pretty incredible. Uh, you may have answered this before, but I thought a quick Sophie's Choice of 90s sub-movies would be fun. Ooh, interesting. All right, Matt Nost. Mm. Hunt for Red October or Crimson Tide? Which one do you lose forever? Uh, I, I'm gutted that the London show was canceled. It would have been an awesome weekend. I agree. Thanks, Willie. All right, and Matt. Uh, Crimson Tide or Hunt for Red October? Which do you lose forever? Yeah, that's not even a question for Matt. It's not a question.
1: Crimson <laughs> Tide. Adios, muchacho. It's not. I mean, Hunt for Red October is an all timer to yeah. me, just for pure rewatchability. It's mm-hmm. it, it. You know, it sings to me. Crimson Tide. I enjoy. It's not a bad movie, right. but I, I. You know, I've I've seen it a handful of times. I know what the movie is, and uh, I could see it again, or I could not see it again.
0: Yeah. But, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to say this correctly, and I don't know if it's gonna come out right. But if you've seen a Tony Scott film, you've seen a Tony Scott film. And I feel like John McTiernan's Hunt for Red October, not saying that McTiernan was a better director than Tony Scott, but you could argue uh, that John McTiernan left some legendary films uh, with the ones that he got right, like Die Hard and Hunt for Red October. Those are incredible films to have on your resume. Uh, Four decades later, people, or three decades later, people still saying it's Die Hard in here. It's Die Hard at here. You know, people still reference that movie as the litmus test for action films Uh, So shout out to McTiernan in that way. But yes, I agree with you. Hunt for October is it's a more interesting plot. It's Mm -hmm. a more uh, uh, it's got engaging characters that you enjoy watching. Uh, Most people on the sub in Crimson Tide don't have the kind of character development that you get from someone like Courtney B. Vance. Yeah. And Hunt for Red October or even James Earl Jones or Jeffrey Jones. They have limited screen time, but they fill that screen time with life. And I don't think you have that necessarily with a lot of the characters in Crimson Tide.
1: Uh, well, I agree wholeheartedly. There's, um, you know, and the the one-offs. I remember the names, although I've seen it way more. But like Jonesy, the radar tech operator. Yes.
0: Yeah, Jonesy. And
1: Fred Thompson and the other I guess, admiral that's on with him, maybe he's. The admiral, and the other dude's the rear admiral? Yeah, yeah. Something else with on the boat. I don't know the, the rank hierarchy that goes mm-hmm.
0: on. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's but, the guy who played the older doctor in uh, Scrubs. That's the same actor. Oh, you're right.
1: Yeah, he plays the rear admiral, yeah. Um, and there's also another dude. Anyway, uh, but the, the simple dialogue they have back and forth gives you the backstory of Ryan. Yeah. Ryan having to give his bona fides. And it's just a nice little, like, it fills in the plot holes and, like, you learn what a Caterpillar drive is pretty seamlessly from Jones. Yes, you do. Uh, and it's like, okay, and here's all the, basically, the technology that you're going to need to understand. And the, the simple little, they're speaking Russian and the camera slowly pans into the lips. And then once it locks and it starts pulling back, they switch over to English and it's a yeah. little device to go, we're not going to force you to read subtitles. Right. But it still has like a subtitles. This is a classy or version type of thing because they started with it. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's a no, not a question for me.
0: Plus Crimson Tide is like a dick measuring movie. And Hunt for Red October is about much more. You know, this is a yeah. guy who's lost his wife. And then he wants to defect. And he's defecting with the most technologically advanced submarine ever created that could literally tip the scales in a nuclear war towards one side and that there's so much more happening here uh than what you get in crimson time which is just about listen to my orders no you listen to me you follow the order you know it's there's more to hunt for red october uh in that way plus tim curry too tim curry's fantastic with his character as well
1: let's flip it around okay uh what about hunt for red october versus das boot but you can only watch one type of thing I think I take Crimson Tide, pardon me, not Crimson Tide, but for October because I the rewatchability. Das food I love, but it's three hours and I have to like gear up yeah. for three hours because it's it's a harrowing, you know, tale. It starts from jump of the guys depressed at that party before they go out. Yeah. And like Hitler's a joke, we're all gonna die, type of speech. And people want to get off stage because they're getting ready to go out and they don't want to think about it. But I can't yeah. watch that all the, the F and time.
0: Well, you nice. know, I'm I'm kind of built differently than you because you know I'll go see Lawrence of Arabia like 30 times or Godfather Part Two 30 times in a theater or something like I've done, you know. So for me, I would take Das Boot over Hunt for Red October. Yeah. I don't I don't find Hunt for Red October as rewatchable as you do, not because it's not good, it is, but for okay. whatever reason, I don't like pop it on for the sh- for shits and giggles. And whereas Das Boot, I would pop on out of respect for the movie. Like if if I stumbled upon Hunt for Red October or or Das Boot one night on TCM. Uh, and then Hunt for Red October on another paid channel. I would probably watch Das Boot over Hunt for okay. Red October for like an hour.
1: But what like. I'm saying, what I'm saying is, okay, within that analogy, you turn mm-hmm. on B, you only have the two choices. That's all yeah, that's what I'm
0: saying. No, so I would watch Das Boot forever. Yeah. So you just I continually did. click Das Boot and be like, I can watch Das Boot. Sure, because I'll always yeah. remember Hunt for Red October. Uh, that'll never leave my memory, but. Dust Boot is fun to revisit as a classic. That's a classic. That's a cinephile. Yeah, I know. I know. And that's what I'm saying. I gravitate to those, uh, in certain arenas, I gravitate to those films to rewatch over and over and over again more than I do other films. And so I think in this situation, I just find more of an affinity for Dust Boot than Hunt for Red October. But it's close. I'm not going to lie to you. Those are the top two sub films in my mind. So it's close. Yes.
1: Although we've done that show, I, I, what, what? Or go or something. Yeah. So if you guys want to find out what our top 10s were, yeah. right, go back and hunt down that audio definitely exists, you know, on our, uh, it does our podcast, uh, feed. So you can hit us up over there. It's yeah. yeah. Bling, 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 we know bling. it's still up. I love it. Um, all right. It's so fun. I'll move on to the next one. Yeah. Thank you, Willie. Thank you, Willie. And we are gutted as well about London, but yes,
0: we'll work on coming back. Wasn't it sweet to see people putting in the Facebook group, uh woke up this morning oh, – uh, what did they say? Like I got up, showered, uh, was getting ready to go, and then I woke up from my dream. When they were talking about coming to the show, there were like three or four uh, posts people posted in the Facebook group. I thought it was very sweet. So thank you guys uh, and ladies for doing that. That was kind of sweet.
1: Yeah. I had that thought like leading up to it. I'm supposed to be in Istanbul right now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be doing an Istanbul right now because we were going to go a little bit ahead, and it was so cheap. Yeah fly over. I, I've always wanted to see Istanbul. Why, let's go for... Uh, yeah, But yeah, and then we were going to London and just... The, oh, shit. Today was the day. I woke up on that Saturday and was like, we are supposed to be in London doing a show tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we will uh, make everything to come back. And, but who knows when that'll be because a lot of people are speculating that 2021 is out. You know, 2020 is out. Yeah,
0: 2020 is out. I think it'll be uh, next year for sure. Yeah,
1: the... We got to have a vaccine. In a
0: yeah. Sense. Yeah. Uh,
1: all right. The next one is from Josh Lawrence. Okay. And he writes Hey, Matt and John, with the last dance rolling along, is there an event or player you'd like to see get it with the documentary that hasn't gotten one
0: yet? <sighs> <sighs> event or player? Damn, that's a good question. Um,
1: let's see. It's all like the super big. Thing like Olympics, they've kind of been done.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, And you can go find them.
0: I was thinking more controversial, right? Something. Okay. Oh, Uh, I'd like to see a 30 for 30 on the Chris Paul trade that got rescinded by David Stern. I would love to see. What all these teams, like all everything, led up to, and and I'd like to see the the the, the documentary, the, uh, the the DeAndre Jordan situation with the Mavericks. I would love to see both of those as thirty for thirties, where they kind of really uh, dive into the situation and explore. I think they did an animated version of it on ESPN when it happened, like a, a few months after it happened. That was really funny. Okay. But I'd love to see the Chris Paul thing to find out what David Stern was thinking, what the Lakers were thinking, what, uh, you know, Clippers, what they felt afterwards, the Hornets, all that. The, everybody that was involved in it. I'd love to see like an honest documentary about that situation.
1: Yeah, if, it you would really it.
0: yeah if you could. Yeah, right. Um, so I was in
1: Olympic mindset. I was thinking about if you get a documentary that actually showed you what the doping was like in track
0: and field. <laughs> yeah. Great question. Great great suggestion, man. Yeah. Yeah.
1: If you could do it, how, okay, how prevalent were the steroids? Because Carl Carl Lewis never tested positive, as far as I can remember, but there was always like, well, yeah, but he could have had the next wave of, and there was that Canadian dude that got popped twice.
0: Yeah. Ben Johnson.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Okay. How prevalent? Because the Tour
0: de France, we kind of know at this point. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen, there's, there's a couple of docs on that one. Yeah.
1: And, or maybe like uh, the East German swim team that first mm. came out on steroids. Yeah. Everybody was like, Jesus, these things are they like
0: machines. That's why that Icarus documentary was fascinating to, to was watch. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that the idea of like who was using, who was not using, why were they using, what like who was really to blame in the situation? You know, who made these yeah. things accessible? Was, was it was the, the government or was it the players? Right, right. Who was the person you went to to get this stuff? And how, mm-hmm. how were they connected? How high up were they connected? Uh, you know, it's very interesting. I, I you know, thoroughly.
1: So I, I've watched like all kinds of different random sports things, but the Tony yeah. was making the rounds of like oh, the biggest NFL bust of all time. But I didn't know this. I knew he was on steroids, Mm -hmm. on horse steroids. Yeah. Yeah. Before he came into the league, I didn't know they were like what you use for Mm thoroughbreds and then losing 40 pounds once the NFL's actual drug policy set in instead of the (laughs) college. Hey, you're getting tested in a couple of days and uh, you can wear an overcoat. Okay. (laughs)
0: Uh,
1: Yeah. yeah, But anyway, uh, it was. I did not know horse freaking
0: steroids. No, I think that's in the thirty thirty on for thirty for thirty on him that they did uh, that he meant that they mentioned he was doing that. It makes sense. Mm. Would you want to see a documentary on the Stern and Jordan thing? Whether he really left because of gambling or not? No, because it the- doesn't make sense. Ultimately, it doesn't, right?
1: Yeah. yeah, I don't think I would buy that as a discussion of what actually happened. And here's what we have. It just doesn't. Yeah. Sense. His, Jordan had expanded the popularity of the league internationally. You're talking post dream team, yeah. the most famous athlete in the entire world. And the PR campaign is so pitch perfect that he is beloved by all, except for, you know, the team's fans when they're playing them that week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Unless he was betting on games and there's never been
0: any innuendo that he ever. True.
1: Games. Very true. So, Very true.
0: Uh, yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. But yeah, but the, the CP3 is the one I always have. I have a massive, like, just wanted to, I want to know. I want to have a, like a, one of the, what do they do with those things? Audio. Uh, shit. What do they call those things where they break down? Like what they did for boogie nights Oral history. I like it oh, oral history. history. Yeah. I yeah. like it history about it. Cause that'd be kind of fun to find out what the uh, minutia of all that was and the machinations behind it. Um. All right. We're at twenty. We're at 26 minutes. You want to wrap?
1: Sure. Let's call it uh, there for this week's uh, show. Um, you can uh, – though. thanks to everybody that sent in the question. And once again, if you'd like to join us, it's at patreon.com forward slash the top 10 with the number 10. And uh, our thanks to everybody that helps us put these shows out and keep everything uh, you know on track from Joe Ibarra, Mike Shea. Uh, christos alexakos Kristen smith and matthew hasso our thanks to all of you that help us and you can follow me anywhere at matt nost and check out my other podcast embrace the hate although we're taking a little uh hiatus right now because my co-host uh, just had a baby oh so, congratulations Tim. yeah a little time off uh, so he can focus on the uh, the world ending and his new baby nice. so i hope that they're doing well over there <laughs>
0: That's it for me this week. Embrace the love a little bit there uh, instead of the hate. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, you know, all, we love how much you guys support our show and how much we you've let us entertain you during this time. Of self-isolation, self-quarantine it means a lot to us. We've seen the support get even stronger during this time, which has meant a lot to both of us. Let us know we're doing the right thing with the show, uh, and you guys are appreciating it. As Matt said, go and subscribe there to the Patreon, uh, www.patreon.com slash thetop ten. Uh, number 10 mm-hmm. there and see what multiple tiers you can be at $5 and above for those of you who are listening or not patrons $5 and above, get to participate in this and send in your questions and have us talk about it. And of course we go on our infamous tangents whenever we're answering these questions. So it's all mm-hmm. there for you to enjoy. Follow me at the Roca says on Twitter and on Instagram. And of course, follow me or, or, or subscribe to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash John says, get involved there as well. And also our YouTube channel, Go and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, Yes, I know this one is not on camera for everybody, but there are other shows like our main show that is on camera for everybody where you can go and enjoy and watch our pretty faces talking about movies and counting them down. Uh, All right, that's it from us. Have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you next time on Topic Thunder.